we would like to welcome you to another edition, the first one in the month of April of the Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we have three hours plus of some of the very best in jazz music, and I guarantee it is the very best. And this evening, we are, as usual, we are going to begin with our jazz feature. And the legendary Roy Haynes heads up our jazz feature this evening. Roy Haynes, and we're going to play some more recent music by him a little later on in the show, is one of the seven wonders of the world. He truly is. He's 91 years old. He's still performing, touring, and playing, and working with his uh, uh, quartet, his working quartet. And uh, he, he is just unbelievable, his longevity and the fact that he is really a part and a very important part of jazz history. Um, when you look back on the people that Roy Haynes performed with, people like Lester Young, Charlie Parker, he was part of their regular working bands. And, of course, uh, everyone else. Uh, Roy, for years, um, worked with uh, the great singer Sarah Vaughan. And that was a steady gig for a long time. And, of course, Roy, over the years, put out his, uh, his own albums, not that many under his own name, but, um, of course, he is on so many albums. An important part of his career was in the 1960s and with John Coltrane's classic quartet. And at times, drummer, Coltrane's drummer Elvin Jones uh, would run into some problems and uh, wouldn't be able to perform for a time. And, of course, the first person that John Coltrane ca uh, called to join the band during Elvin Jones' absence was none other than Roy Haynes. Roy Haynes, of course, has a nickname now. We call him Mr. Snap Crackle because of his drum style. And uh, you can hear why. Um, and Roy always sounds fresh behind the drum kit. There's, there's always something new happening. Oh, another um, great jazz um, alumnus that Roy worked with for um, a long time was Thelonious Monk. He was part of Monk's regular working quartet back in the late 50s. All those people were, were part of uh, jazz history, and of course Roy Haynes is alive to uh, talk about it, and, and he does occasionally when, when he is so moved. And... He is a, a true, a true character. <laughs> Roy Haynes, if you've ever seen him in person, um, he's pretty irreverent, but he's funny. And of course, when he gets behind the drum kit, it's it's absolutely frightening what he can do, and uh, the way he drives the band. He is uh, quite unbelievable, and at 91 years old, he is still ever youthful. Um, he's quite quite something, and of course that's why we call him one of the seven wonders of the world, or maybe he's the eighth wonder. Tonight we're going to go back on our jazz feature to a rather elusive 
album, which is hasn't been heard by too many people. Um, I do remember I uh, recorded a couple of tracks for my good friend Campbell Riga, who, of course, is one of Canada's finest saxophone players, and we've been good friends for years. And um, I recorded uh, a couple of tracks uh, from this album for, for, uh, for Campbell because one of my favorite alto saxophonists is Frank Strozier. And, of course, Campbell loves Frank Strozier as well, and I'm sure he has been influenced by Frank's playing um, as well. And uh, he had never heard this uh, album, so I recorded a couple of tunes uh, for Cam, and he was uh, very grateful to hear this because this album is um, just, for some reason, hasn't gotten out there. And I was I was lucky enough uh, at the time to uh, purchase the album when it came out on Pacific Jazz Records. So to get to the point of uh, what I'm saying, sometimes I uh, digress. The album was recorded for Pacific Jazz Records when the Roy Haynes Working Quartet was playing uh, an engagement in Los Angeles. And they were invited to do this studio performance in May of 1964 for Pacific Jazz Records. The producer, Richard Bach, I don't know whether he was responsible for asking Roy to um, record a whole bunch of rather short, familiar tunes, or whether this came from Roy Haynes himself. Um, He decided to record this way. But there are 10 tunes on this album, and they're all standard tunes. We'll get to those in a moment. The quartet, of course, Roy Haynes on drums, and playing alto saxophone mostly, and some flute, is one of my all-time favorites, and I mentioned this last week because he was involved in last week's jazz feature, Frank Strozier. Frank was born in Memphis, uh, Tennessee, in 1937. He's still alive. And uh, he stopped playing, unfortunately, in the early 80s and um, taught school until he retired from that. Uh, Frank had a number of uh, degrees, college degrees, and he was able to do this. Um, There were various reasons why he stopped playing. Um, Discouragement with the music business was a big one. Uh, The fact that... um, the only time I, I talked to him uh, in recent years, he said that he had difficulty finding decent reeds for the saxophone. And uh, he just, um, that sort of added to his discouragement. He couldn't get the, um, produce the sound that he uh, wanted and uh, the sensitivity that he needed. And he decided to pack it in. Um, he did. Uh, he was a pretty good piano player, and uh, he did do a couple of uh, gigs playing solo piano, but uh, that never really amounted to anything. The, the point is, Frank Strozier, during this time uh, in his career, uh, and of course he spent a number of years in Los Angeles, Frank was uh, worshipped by so many saxophone players Uh, as being one of the more advanced and more individual voices of the alto saxophone, and he certainly is. And John Coltrane uh, complimented Frank Strozier and said, uh, in terms of uh, younger saxophone players, 
at the time that were on the scene. He said, Frank Strozier is perhaps the most advanced I have ever heard um, with his harmonic knowledge and his original ideas. So that was a great compliment to, uh, to Frank Strozier. And uh, we're going to hear him at his peak on, on this because he was a regular part of Roy Haynes' group. Frank Strozier, to this day, he is um, shamefully underrated and uh, needs, I think, uh, despite the fact that he has been inactive in music, really needs more recognition. You'll see what I mean. You'll hear what I mean when you hear him play on this recording. The other people involved is a wonderful player who was the next jazz messenger, um, but mostly gigged around his hometown of Philadelphia. Very, very fine piano player, very tasteful, nice touch. His name's Sam Dockery. He's playing piano uh, in this band. And on bass, one of the uh, great young bass players that came on the scene, played with all kinds of people, and, of course, uh, went into college teaching himself, Larry Ridley. Larry Ridley on bass. So that's the personnel. Roy Haynes on drums, Frank Strozier on alto saxophone and flute, Sam Dockery on piano, Larry Ridley on bass. The tunes, and there are ten of them. They're all standard tunes, but they're beautifully arranged, and they're all nice and short for variety, but they make their point. Each tune is, is kind of a gem uh, unto itself. We open with the great uh, Bronislaw Caper tune, um, which has always been a challenge to play and to play effectively. And uh, the quartet's arrangement of this tune is wonderful. The tune, Invitation. The second tune, uh, Frank Strozer switches to flute, and it's a uh, Standard tune written by Betty Compton, Julie Stein, Johnny Green. The tune is entitled The Party's Over. Tune number three is a tune written by Anthony Newley, which was a big hit at the time. What kind of fool am I? Tune number four was a huge hit for Barbara Streisand. She put this tune on the map, and again, it was written by Julie Stein, and the tune is the title track on this album. It's a beautiful rendition of the ballad People. You know, people, people needing people, so on and so forth. Great standard tune. Tune number five is uh, an older tune, but it's a jazz, kind of a jazz standard played by everybody, including John Coltrane, Softly as in a Morning Sunrise, written by Sigmund Romberg and Oscar Hammerstein. Uh, tune number six was a little more contemporary tune written by uh, Burt Backrack and Hal David, um, and it features Mr. Strozier on flute, and the tune is Wives and Lovers. Then we get to another great uh, tune, which became a jazz musician's favorite, written by Dietz and Schwartz, great com- uh, <laughs> I was going to say a great comedy team, a great songwriting team, the tune Alone Together. And then we go to Jamaica for a tune that, of course, Harry Belafonte put on the map. It was written by a guy named Lord Burgess, and the tune is The Jamaica Farewell. Everyone knows that tune. Um, Tune number nine, again, Mr. Strozier switches to flute, and it's an old standard called In a Shanty in in Old Shanty Town. And the final tune is one that was written for a TV series by the great Henry Mancini. And it's called Mr. Lucky. And that wraps up 
the whole set. So these 10 tunes are played by the Roy Haynes Quartet featuring Frank Strozier. And we begin our jazz feature with Invitation.
And that's our jazz feature this evening. A wonderful album with uh, a lot of variety and a lot of tunes by the Roy Haynes Quartet featuring the great alto saxophonist and uh, occasional flutist, Frank Strozier. This uh, rare album was issued on Pacific Jazz Records and uh, recorded in Los Angeles in 1964 in May. And we heard, of course, the legendary Roy Haynes on drums, Frank Strozier, as I mentioned, on alto saxophone and flute, Sam Dockery on piano, and Larry Ridley on bass. And we heard 10 tunes from this album. We opened with a version of uh, Bronislaw Caper's Invitation. Then uh, Mr. Strozier switched to flute for uh, the Julie Stein, Betty Comden tune, The Party's Over. And then back to alto saxophone for the next uh, three tunes. Um, Tune number three was Anthony Newley's classic, What Kind of Fool Am I? Then the title track, written by Julie Stein, and made famous by Barbara Streisand, a beautiful ballad version of the tune People, which was a big, big hit at the time. Then we move to uh, one by Romberg and Hammerstein, called Softly as in the Morning Sunrise, which became kind of a jazz standard. And then back to flute for a tune called Wives and Lovers by Burt Bachrock and Hal David. And then another uh, tune which uh, became uh, adopted by every jazz musician by the songwriting team of Dietz and Schwartz, uh, the tune Alone Together. And then a tune by Lord Burgess, put on the map by the one and only Harry Belafonte. And we heard Jamaica Farewell. And then we moved to uh, Mr. Strozier back on flute again for an old, old tune called In a Shanty in Old Shanty Town by Victor Young. And the final tune was uh, a theme from a great uh, detective TV show. Um, and Henry Mancini wrote the theme and called it Mr. Lucky. And that was the final tune of the date. So we hope you enjoyed the jazz feature tonight by the legendary Roy Haynes. We're going to hear a little later on some more music by Roy Haynes with his current working band and um, with basically the same instrumentation, but just, of course, uh, different people. So the people involved on this one, uh, Roy Haynes, of course, on drums, Frank Strozier on alto saxophone and flute, one of the most distinctive voices of the alto saxophone, Sam Dockery, the late Sam Dockery on piano, ex-jazz messenger, and, of course, still with us, one of the great bass players of all times, Larry Ridley. Okay, the album called People. Hope you enjoyed the jazz feature, and... uh, Just to remind you that you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR. My name is Gavin Walker, and we're here every Monday night with some of the very best in jazz music, and we carry on until quite well after midnight. We're located, of course, in the University of British Columbia on unceded Musqueam Territory, and we broadcast FM 101.9 or on your computer, www. .citr.ca Coming up next is one of the great songs about springtime. 
and it's also sung by the, one of the great vocalists in jazz from one of my favorite albums by her. The album is called Bittersweet, and that's a, a very effective title because most of the tunes on here are rather reflective. They're poignant. There's a touch of sadness in all the tunes. And the singer is the great, late Carmen McRae. And she performs with her trio, with Kirk Stewart on piano, and Victor Sproles on bass, and Curtis Boyd on, uh, I'm sorry, not Kirk Stewart on piano, Norman Simmons on piano, Victor Sproles on bass, and Curtis Boyd on drums. The tune is one of the more sophisticated standard tunes. It's about romance, of course, and it's about springtime. And it's called Spring Can Hang You Up the Most. Here then is Carmen McRae. Sentimental thing threw my heart away each spring. Now a spring romance doesn't stand the chance, and stand the chance, and stand the chance. That's not going to work. Unfortunately, we're going to have to postpone that beautiful song. Oh, I know. These temperamental CD players are. Very temperamental, and this one it doesn't like this particular CD, but we can uh, do this tune again some other time. We have, of course, some backup here, and um, unfortunately for Carmen, well, we'll have to postpone Spring, uh, the way that song goes. Yes, it's kind of upsetting, especially live radio, but that's what makes live radio live, and... Uh, these things happen, and we can't help them. Put the CD in, expect it to play, and then it goes wonky on you. Ah, uh, yes, for unknown reasons. We're going to turn our attention now to the music of Miles Davis. And this is a, a classic album. The album is called Someday My Prince Will Come. And, of course, it has um, the beautiful Francis Davis on the cover. Um, this was the love of Miles Davis's life, despite the fact that they eventually divorced. Uh, he always regretted that. But uh, if any people are familiar with Miles Davis's bi biography, um, Frances Davis was a former dancer, and she basically gave up her, her career to be the wife of Miles Davis. And unfortunately, um, after many, many happy years, the marriage went, um, went south, and uh, sad to say. But Miles put her on the cover of uh, several albums, including this one, and it is a classic. We're going to hear the title track, uh, Someday My Prince Will Come, and it features Miles. Um, this is the only studio recording by this particular Miles Davis quintet, but it adds a special guest on this track. And uh, it's kind of interesting because um, 
the quintet is made up of Miles on trumpet, Hank Mobley on tenor saxophone, Winton Kelly on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and Jimmy Cobb on drums. And that was the working quintet. But added here as a guest is an alumni with Miles Davis's band, John Coltrane. And he is heard on the second tenor saxophone solo on this particular piece. So we hear the title track, Someday My Prince Will Come. And we're going to move to a ballad, a beautiful ballad, one of my all-time favorites, called Old Folks. And that was put on the jazz map by Charlie Parker. And then we're going to turn to uh, a tune, a blues, that was written for Miles Davis's wife, Frances. And he called it Francing. And it features the, the quintet. Without uh, John Coltrane only appears on the first tune, uh, Someday My Prince Will Come. So we hope that makes up for uh, the lack of uh, Carmen McRae. We're going to turn things over to Miles Davis.
This, I believe, was the uh, only studio performance with this band. Uh, they recorded um, live albums uh, at Carnegie Hall and at the Black Hawk. Uh, they were issued, um, but uh, a studio performance by this album, uh, by this band, was uh, really contained in this particular album, recorded in early 1961. For Columbia Records, and of course, the classic Someday My Prince Will Come. We heard the title track with uh, John Coltrane added to the quintet, and the quintet, the working quintet being Miles Davis, of course, on trumpet, Hank Mobley on tenor saxophone, Wynton Kelly on piano, Paul Chambers on bass, and Jimmy Cobb on drums. And Coltrane was uh, a guest in the studio and Miles asked him to play on um, actually a couple of tunes on this album, and Someday My Prince Will Come, the title track, was one of them. And Coltrane's solo is such a gem, um, especially the, the opening phrases are so memorable. And uh, so we moved from there to a beautiful ballad by the quintet, um, a great old standard, actually, put on the map by Charlie Parker, a tune called Old Folks, a particularly soulful version of that. And then a tune that Miles wrote for his uh, lady, his wife of, of the time, Fran, and Fran Davis, and it was called Prancing. And uh, it was a 12-bar blues, of course, and played in a very relaxed fashion by the whole band. So we hope you enjoyed those uh, three Tracks from this uh, classic session, Someday My Prince Will Come, by the one and only Miles Davis. All right, we're going to uh, let you know that you are listening to CITR via this. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded, Coast Salish territory of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. can you say about the weather for the last couple of days? <laughs> it really uh, it brought uh, everybody out into the gardens, went out for walks, short sandals, uh, the whole thing, even though it's been on the cool side. And uh, today, of course, was a gorgeous day. Uh, tonight, we're going to experience a few clouds with a low of five. Then tomorrow, they're saying it's going to be cloudy with a low of five and a high of 12. And then Ah, oh, sad to say, a downturn in the weather. 
beginning with uh, Wednesday or Tuesday evening and going into Wednesday. Wednesday is showers with a low of 8 and a high of 13. Rain on Thursday, same range in temperature. Showers on Friday. And then on the weekend, uh, kind of a mixed bag. Cloudy with uh, 60% chance of a shower with basically the same temperature variation between uh, lows of 5 and highs between 12 and 13. So that's pretty well the picture for the rest of the week. So today was a bonus. Tomorrow will be okay. It'll be dry until later on. Uh, and then the showers begin tomorrow evening and continue throughout the week. Sad to say, but that's the way it is. Just to remind you, you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9. My name is Gavin Walker. We're here until well after midnight, and we're going to celebrate a band. A couple of the people are from Vancouver. One very important person is from Vancouver, as a matter of fact, and one lived here for many years. And I'm talking about a band that won the Juno Award. And we're all very proud of these guys. It, uh, the album that we're going to uh, partake of uh, for the next uh, little while was produced by Corey Weeds, and it is has been issued on the Cellar Live label. And it's the great band Metalwood. This is from their album 20, and it means that they, were, they have been together 20 years. This was a reunion of, of this band. And the band was started by electric bassist Chris Terry, who lived here for many years and then moved on. He lives in New York City now, as does uh, Ottawa-born drummer Ian Froman. And, of course, Brad Turner, uh, who plays piano, triton, and trumpet uh, in this band. Uh, Brad is uh, from here and lives here and, of course, is a big part of uh, our resident community on saxophones is the redoubtable Nova Scotian, Mike Murley. And so we have Mike Murley on saxophones, Brad Turner, as I mentioned, Chris Terry on electric bass, and Ian Froman on drums. They make up Metalwood, and the, the CD is called 20, and it won the Juno Award this year, big time. And uh, we're all very proud of these guys, and the music is... Absolutely superb. Um, it's uh, eclectic. It moves in different directions. It pays homage to uh, the electric period of Miles Davis and the Best of Weather Report. But Metalwood has its own agenda and its own sound, and it's a, a great band. We're going to hear some tunes. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're going to hear three compositions by Chris Terry. The first one is called Fortune Smiles. The second one is called Gargantua. And the third tune is called Push. So for the next little while, the music of Juno Award-winning Metalwood. So here we go.
three tunes from the Juno award-winning album and band, Metalwood. And this is from their Cellar Live album called 20, which is a 20-year reunion uh, of these guys, and uh, all put together. And uh, the whole crux of the idea of Metalwood was created by electric bassist Chris Terry, who of course, lived for many years in Vancouver and now is a resident of uh, the Big Apple, New York City, as well as uh, Ottawa-born Ian Froman on drums and Mike Murley on various saxophones, Brad Turner playing uh, keys, piano, triton, and trumpet. Those are the folks that make up Metalwood, and we heard three tunes from this uh, album, all compositions by Chris Terry. The first one was entitled Fortune Smiles. The second one was called Gargantua. And the third and final tune was called Push. And, of course, congratulations to all of these guys for um, winning the Juno for a jazz album, Metalwood. And the album is called 20 and available on Cellar Live. All right, you are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and uh, just a a mention of a couple of websites. The first one, of course, is the all-important website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. They have been announcing some pretty major um, artists coming this year for this year's Jazz Festival. Tickets are available and can be bought online. And what you have to do is get onto their website, which is coastaljazz.ca. And uh, everything is on there, including the uh, great club downtown, Frankie's, and which is uh, right on Beatty Street, just opposite BC Place. And Frankie's um, has uh, some of our finest artists coming in. This uh, weekend at Frankie's, um, a special band featuring keyboard major artiste from New York City, Mike LaDon. And um, he and Corey put together an idea of putting a band together. And it's a jazz group, but they'll be playing tunes more associated with R&B. But done in a jazz manner. So the, it's unlike fusion, which is kind of jazz rock, uh, with rock being a little more dominant. But uh, this will be sort of um, the other way around. The jazz qualities of these great R&B and rock tunes will be uh, emphasized. So it'll be more of a jazz group. And it features, of course, uh, Corey on uh, saxophones and Mike LaDon on keyboards and uh, some other very, very fine people. And they'll be at Frankie's this weekend. Mike is making the uh, trek from New York and uh, really enjoying. They're, they're going to be beginning a tour. So you'll see the, the whole itinerary of, of the tour. If you have to do any traveling um, in various places um, where the band is touring, you can go here and play there as well. But uh, the reference of uh, the band and the um, jazz festival and everything else 
is available on coastaljazz.ca. That's the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society, the people that bring you the big jazz festival every year. The other uh, very fine website is uh, Brian Nation's website, which is vancouverjazz.com. That's also a comprehensive website with uh, lots of tidbits of information and different links and all that kind of stuff. So is if you're interested in jazz and uh, maybe just beginning to gain an interest in this music, then uh, those two websites are, are very, very valuable because they'll give you a picture of what's happening uh, in and around Vancouver. So that's coastaljazz.ca or vancouverjazz.com. And uh, one brief mention, uh, my good friend Ken Speller. Ken is a music teacher and also a very, very fine musician. He lives in the Metrotown area, and he uh, has a business called Music at Home. So he, he will come to your home and, and actually teach you how to play the saxophone, the flute, or the clarinet and give you uh, very uh, wise instruction and, of course, uh, uh, is able to advise you on proper uh, um, rental of uh, a quality instrument um, and improvement of uh, any instrument that you might own as well. Ken is also a very fine repair man, and uh, he repairs musical instruments, and that's usually a pretty expensive enterprise. You take your uh, saxophone, flute, clarinet in for uh, repairs, and, and you end up with a pretty big bill. Ken has his workshop right in his home, and he's located in the Metrotown area of Burnaby, um, and he does those repairs in his home. So he keeps his overhead down and doesn't charge you an arm and a leg. Because if your instrument isn't in good shape, you're not going to sound as good as you think you sound. And um, you're not as good, uh, going to sound as good as you can, basically, if you have a, an instrument that's got leaks or pads that are worn, all that kind of stuff. So he's a good man to know. Ken Speller. And Ken is located at, uh, as I said, in the Metrotown area of Burnaby. His phone number is 778-800-1933. That's 778-800-1933 or K Speller. K Speller, K-S-P-E-L-L-E-R underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. K Speller underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. We're going to take you back now. For our next uh, little segment, New York City, September 4th, 1945. This is kind of um, a mixture of uh, a couple of really modern musicians and a couple of, uh, and mostly older musicians. But the tunes are, uh, for the time, quite contemporary. We're going to hear three tunes from this session which took place, uh, uh, as I said, in New York for a very small label. And the people involved here are all incredible. Charlie Parker on alto saxophone. Dexter Gordon on tenor saxophone. Those are the two young guys. The older guys, Buck Clayton from the um, Count Basie Orchestra of the 30s on trumpet. Uh, Danny Barker from New Orleans on guitar. Jimmy Butts on bass. J.C. Hurd on drums, and the leader and composer of these tunes um, is a very, very fine pianist who can play sort of any, any style, 
and he did. His name, Sir Charles Thompson. He's the leader. We're going to hear three tunes, with um, all composed by Sir Charles Thompson. First one is called Taken Off. The second tune is called The 20th Century Blues. And the final tune is a tune that uh, a lot of modern jazz musicians used as a closing theme song um, on those little bands and those little clubs on 52nd Street in New York City. It's called The Street Beat is the final tune. So the three tunes from this uh, session was originally done for a little label called Continental Records. And uh, it's really great to hear uh, some wonderful choruses by Charlie Parker. He is in wonderful form on, uh, on these. So here we go with uh, Taken Off.
We heard three tunes from uh, these legendary sessions recorded for a little label called Continental Records. And done in 1945, September 4th, 1945, in New York City with uh, an all-star group put together by pianist, arranger, composer, Sir Charles Thompson. And uh, with Danny Barker on guitar, uh, Jimmy Butts on bass, J.C. Hurd on drums, Buck Clayton on trumpet, and two then very young guys on the front line, Charlie Parker on alto saxophone, and Dexter Gordon on tenor saxophone. And we heard uh, three tunes by Mr. Thompson called, uh, and he did all the arrangements as well. Taken Off was the first one. The second one was called 20th Century Blues, and the third one was uh, a real classic called The Street Beat. Sir Charles Thompson, All Stars. All right. We're going to move now to an album that uh, is rather rare. It's called Running the Gamut, and it features tenor saxophonist James Moody and cornetist Thad Jones on the front line with the great Seattle pianist, and she is underappreciated. She is very was um, she's passed away now, a very, very fine musician who held her own um, generally in all-male company. And uh, um, she was uh, uh, an unbelievable uh, uh, performer, uh, musician, and uh, personality. And I'm talking about Patty Bone, Patty Bone, B-O-W-N, and she's from Seattle, a great pianist and rather overlooked and uh, we hear her work on uh, in this session Reggie Workman Reginald Workman on bass and Tootie Heath Albert Heath on drums and we're going to hear um, three tunes from this album first one is uh, a great tune written by Thad Jones and it's called Buster's Last Stand Uh, and of course uh, that's a great opener Then we're going to move to a vocal, which was uh, featured on this album. And this is a young lady who's going to sing. She's kind of um, very very much in the matter of uh, Billie Holiday. And her name is Marie Volpe. You probably never heard of her before, but she was from Philadelphia. And she makes uh, her only appearance um, on this record, on this album. And she, uh, the tune is an old standard called Painting the Town Red. And it's a very nice sort of contrast uh, to the rest of the tune. Then we're going to hear a tune written by a friend of James Moody's, um, very fine composer, uh, wrote this tune, and it's called Capers. And it was written by um, Tommy McIntosh. I couldn't think of his name for a moment. Tom McIntosh, trombonist arranger. Uh, and that's uh, tune number three is what we're going to hear. So three tunes from this very rare album called Running the Gamut. And uh, it's an excellent album, as you'll hear. And So here we go. Buster's Last Stand. Thank you. 
three tunes from a rare James Moody album called Running the Gamut. And that uh, featured Mr. Moody on tenor saxophone, Thad Jones on cornet, one of the great trumpet players, or one of the great... Uh, cornet is just a smaller version, sharper version of the trumpet. And uh, Thad, of course, is known primarily as a composer and band leader, but uh, as a trumpet player, wow, creative. Thad Jones. And um, we heard the great Patty Bone on piano, or Patty Bone. Uh, she was originally from Seattle and uh, a great, uh, great lady pianist who um, really uh, is a little bit neglected uh, and, and kind of forgotten about. She toured with Quincy Jones uh, in the uh, early 60s and, uh, of course, performed with uh, so many great musicians, Gene Ammons, and recorded with all kinds of uh, Oliver Nelson uh, and, and many others, including... James Moody on this album, and Reggie or Reginald Workman on bass and Albert Heath on drums. We heard three tunes from this album. The first one, obviously, they had a good time with uh, a tune called Buster's Last Stand, written by Thad Jones. The second tune was a standard, a more obscure standard, called Painting the Town Red, and that featured the Billie Holiday-influenced singing of a young lady named Marie Volpe, who was um, a local singer from uh, Philadelphia. And Moody brought her in to uh, the recording session to do this one tune. There's a change of pace. And the final tune we heard was written by uh, Tom McIntosh, a very, very fine writer, and he wrote that tune called Capers. And that, uh, those three tunes from the album Running the Gamut. Earlier on... Uh, I mentioned that I was going to play some uh, Roy Haynes. Roy Haynes was our jazz feature artist this evening, but that was an album that was done in 1964. Here's some recent Roy Haynes with his band called The Fountain of Youth. Um, and, of course, here is, uh, was recorded just a couple of years ago, and Roy was approaching his 90th birthday and still playing he and he, to this day he is still playing uh, as well as he ever did. The people involved. This is a live recording which was done in St. Paul, Minnesota, and it featured his uh, Roy Haynes working quartet with my friend, a very very fine al- young alto saxophonist from Philadelphia, Jaleel Shaw on alto, Robert Rodriguez on piano. John Sullivan on bass, and of course, Mr. Snap Crackle himself, Roy Haynes on drums. We're going to hear two tunes played by the band. The first one is uh, Thelonious Monk's classic, Bemsha Swing, and then we're going to hear a Charlie Parker tune entitled Segment. So here then is Roy Haynes and the Fountain of Youth.
Yeah, recorded in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, just a few years ago. Roy Haynes and the Fountain of Youth Band. That's his uh, working quartet, and uh, it featured uh, my friend Jaleel Shaw from Philadelphia on alto saxophone, Robert Rodriguez on piano, John Sullivan on bass, and of course, Mr. Snap Crackle himself, Roy Haynes on drums, one of the seven wonders of the world. Still alive, still cooking, still playing with this band. He's 91, and <laughs> an amazing, uh, amazing musician. Um, Bemsha Swing was the first tune written by Thelonious Monk, and the second tune was a Charlie Parker tune called Segment. And, yeah, Roy Haynes and the Fountain of Youth. We're going to play some music by a gentleman who will be coming to this year's Jazz Festival, one of the great pianists of our time, Kenny Barron. And this goes back, this album um, goes back a few years ago, but uh, he, Kenny was uh, over in Europe, and he decided um, that he wanted to record and he recorded with two musicians that he had never played with before. And they sounded like a band. So we have here Kenny Barron on piano, Dave Holland on bass, originally from London, and the great uh, Swiss, French-Swiss drummer, Daniel Humer. And we're going to hear a couple of tunes. Uh, the first tune is a Kenny Barron composition called Scratch. And the second tune is a reflective thing dedicated to the great Abdullah Ibrahim, and it's called simply Song for Abdullah. And then the third tune on the set will be another Baron composition called Jacob's Ladder. So here then, Kenny Baron on piano, Dave Holland on bass, and Daniel Hubert on drums. And we start from scratch.
Yes, and it's true. Mr. Barron, Kenny Barron, will be coming to uh, this year's Jazz Festival. Um, get on to coastaljazz.ca and uh, check out the time and all that sort of stuff. Kenny Barron, one of the world's greatest jazz pianists, uh, a true legend, and still very much playing beautifully, as he always has. This is from an album uh, that Kenny recorded a few years ago with uh, two people he had never played with before until this record date. And uh, the band sounds like a working trio. And, of course, Kenny Barron on piano, Dave Holland on bass, and Daniel Humer on drums. And we heard three tunes from this album. It uh, came out on Anja Records, and it was called Scratch. And um, Kenny Barron... um, likes this recording uh, of himself very much because it came off uh, so, so beautifully. And uh, the three selections we heard were Kenny Barron compositions. The first one was called Scratch, the title track. Then we heard a song dedicated to the great Abdullah Ibrahim, sometimes known as Dollar Brand. Uh, the song for Abdullah was tune number two. And the third tune was... Uh, Kind of a Bill Evans-ish feel on that tune. The tune was called Jacob's Ladder. Kenny Barron. We're going to turn to a legendary recording now by composer Tad Dameron. And uh, this is from a prestige recording called Fontainebleau. And we're going to hear two tracks from there. This is a band that uh, Mr. Dameron put together for this recording session. And it features uh, himself on piano, uh, Henry Coker on trombone, the great Kenny Dorham on trumpet, Cecil Payne on baritone saxophone, and the lesser known but very heavy Joe Alexander, big bad Joe Alexander, originally from Birmingham, Alabama, on tenor saxophone. And he uh, really takes charge on the second tune we're going to hear and on lead alto, uh, Sahib Shahab. On bass, John Simmons. And on drums, the great Shadow Wilson. We're going to hear two tunes from here. The first one is uh, a tune that uh, Tad um, composed, sort of dedicated. Uh, it has kind of a autobiographical title, too, but we won't get into that. The, the tune is called The Scene is Clean. And the second tune is called Delirium, both compositions by Tad Dameron.
Joe Alexander, the legendary Joe Alexander, originally from Birmingham, Alabama, and um, was living in Cleveland, Ohio, which was Tad Dameron's hometown, which is why he brought Joe into this recording session. And for me, he stole the show. Uh, The first tune was um, a version of uh, Tad's great uh, theme called The Scene is Clean. And we heard uh, Tad, of course, on... uh, very sort of monk-like piano. And uh, with this ensemble, uh, Henry Coker, trombone, Cecil Payne, baritone, saxophone, Joe Alexander, tenor saxophone, Sahib Shahab on alto saxophone, uh, John Simmons on bass and Shadow Wilson on drums, and Kenny Dorham on trumpet. Then Joe Alexander and Kenny Dorham uh, took over the second tune, uh, which is an up-tempo thing called Delirium. Uh, both compositions and arrangements by Tad Dameron. That's it for this edition of The Jazz Show, and uh, we hope you enjoyed some of the music or all of the music, uh, whatever, this evening. And we'll be back in uh, seven days' time with uh, another edition of The Jazz Show. And we'd like to thank you for, uh, for listening. On behalf of myself, Gavin Walker, and the show, and of course, radio station CITR-FM 101.9, or on your computer, www.citr.ca for live streaming. So we're going to say good night, and um, good night, and good morning. (laughs) So take care, and uh, we'll see you soon. As a matter of fact, we'll see you in seven days' time if you're a jazz fan. Come on back. We start at 9 o'clock every Monday evening. Bye-bye.